This is a Big MX podcast brought to you by X Brand Goggles, presented by Golden Tire, Tech One Designs, West Side Honda, TransCanada Motorsports, Roy Wharton Suspension Systems, and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check out BigMXRadio.com for more content. Welcome to the Big MX Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey, Helmet Painting, TransCanada Motorsports, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. I am your host, as usual, with us on the line, none other than the number 25 in your program, number one in your heart, he rides a 252 stroke, none other than... Matt Clausen, how's it going, Matt? It's going pretty good. Right on, man. Um, so, uh, how's the winter treating you? It's pretty cold out there. Uh, it's, so far, it's not bad. Besides, uh, I've been staying inside, trying to stay warm, and just waiting for it to go away. What do you mean? You're not uh, out tra- uh, outside training like uh, one of those old Rocky movies? Uh, this is the this is prime time for training, man. Uh, for outside, uh, I'm not a big winter fan, but for inside, I definitely do my workout training what do you do for training i do like a lot of push-ups sit-ups and work on the bull flex the tread climber treadmill and pretty much anything that has to do with working out <laughs> excellent well uh whereabouts are you from are you you're uh you're way out there in sydney aren't you yeah i'm, I'm just outside of sydney but not too far from the small town excellent so uh um how old are you I am 23, coming on 24. Just shy of 24 years old, uh, racing in the 250 C-Class as well as the 450 C-Class and Open C-Class. Uh, um, tell us a little bit about your year. Well, so far my year went really well. Like I had some good models in the mud there, especially at Pala Mountain there. I got uh, I missed my first model there, which was a big mistake. I should, I should have raced in it because it was muddy and there was only one rider so i missed out a opportunity to get first there but got uh went from third to first in the second um fourth ctc moto and second day got a four fourth and a second and got second overall there you go that's that's a great way to finish off your season uh grabbing a a moto win uh, in on the first day and then on the second day taking second overall that's uh that's got to feel good uh, it sure does feel good. I finally accomplished what I wanted. For sure. Uh, how long have you been racing for? I've been racing for six years, coming on to seven. That's awesome. Uh, how how did you really get introduced to motocross? I understand most people have like a, a parent that races or something like that. What's your story? Well, my dad raced back then at the old Austin tracks there, and and I've been down there so many times, and, and I just got hooked that way and just can't stop loving it when did you start riding bikes like you're you're pretty good for 24 years old how long you been doing it i've been i started on my first bike there when uh i was at at a race one time and someone told me that i um i can trail their little gr50 and so i tried it out and i couldn't get off of it and then when i was 
12, 13 years old, we had a PW80 that my dad bought, and and I've been riding that, and then finally switched to an old 1980-some YZ80, and, and then and we rode that for a bit, and then we finally bought the RM85s and started riding those. Excellent. Now, Manitoban winters are long and cold. I'm interested to hear uh, how you spend your winters uh, when you uh, can't love your, uh, you can't ride your bike. Well, I usually stay inside because, like, I'm not a big fan of the cold. I don't mind doing a bit of slating here and there, but I usually do a lot of working out. And but then, as normal people, just sit around, watch a bit of TV, watch motocross and supercross and that kind of stuff, and play on my instruments and everything. Excellent. I, yeah, I do know you that you're an accomplished uh, guitar player as well as you play the bagpipes. And uh, what else do you play? Uh. I play a bit of drums and I play a bit of uh, tin whistle and play bass guitar and a uh, bit of keyboards, but otherwise, that's about it. I'm not a great singer, though. That's fun. We can't do it all. But um, <laughs> I, I do know you that you love to go watch uh, the uh, old motocross races, uh, like newer and old races on the, uh, the YouTube. Um, tell us what kind of races you like to watch and, uh, and why you, you prefer to watch the, the older ones rather than the newer races. Oh, well, the older ones, like, they had a lot of good battling and a lot of my favorite riders used to race back then and compared to today. And today's races, like, they're not bad. They're just a little different compared to what I'm used to when I was growing up there. And, and I just love when the true strokes just hit the throttle and they just rub it right out just like bees. Absolutely. It's nothing uh, nothing like a, a start with a bunch of 125s racing towards that first corner. Who was your favorite rider uh, back from the 90s? Uh, back then it used to be uh, Greg Albertine and Kevin Windham and uh, Ricky Carmichael. Um, and well, for Canada, the JSR, Blair Morgan, Doug DeHaan, and all them other kind of riders. Doug DeHaan, great rider, coming out of Ontario, um, held a national number in, in the States for a long period of time. Are those the type of guys that you looked up to uh, as you were um, starting to learn how to ride? Yeah, absolutely. Like, ever since i seen him race there, especially when I saw him race at uh, the 2001 Grunfeld National, and they just, like, they've been my heroes ever since. For sure. That was, the, was that the first race that you, uh, like the first professional race that you attended? Yes, that, that I ever seen, yes. Right on. And uh, who won that day? Um, for what I remember, um, Darcy Lange won the first 125, and he won the second moto, and um, JSR won the first one, and Blair Morgan won the second one. Great racing. That was back when, of course, Majority of the racers would race both 125 and 250. Darcy Lange uh, running the number four that year, I believe, uh, and, and doing quite well in the 125 class. Of course, uh, Morgan and, and and JSR battling it out uh, for the number the the 250 250 class. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your progression in the sport of motocross. Uh, your first bike that you ever uh, had for your own was uh, a PW80 uh and then uh, you moved up from there to uh I guess you probably had an, uh, another bike between uh, that and your RM85 that you raced. 
Yeah, like, like as I said before, I had a an old uh, 19, I think it was an 87 YZ80, and then got off of that, and then we rode a RM85, and, and then 2009 we bought a, another RM85, and I started racing there. For sure. So uh, where was your first race? How did it go? Uh, the first race was at uh, Altona, and that was a lot of fun. I, besides, I crashed in the first corner in my first moto. Well, that's no good. No, but otherwise I had a good day, though. For sure. I think uh, everyone's pretty nervous on their very first race. Uh, um, how do you approach racing? Like, what's what's your um, what's going through your head on the on the starting line? Well, I try and think of how am I going to get the whole shot and how am I going to pass the next rider in the next corner and how far am I going to be overshooting a jump. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what, what's your favorite track here in Manitoba? You can't uh, say you're wrong. Uh, before, it used to be Melita, but then they took that one off, and ever since then, it's been Pilot Mountain, as it's a nice track that's close to home, and it's very tight and my kind of favorite track. Absolutely. Uh, one of the best tracks in the province, of course, uh, Prairie Hill Raceway out in Pilot Mound. Um, Kyle McCannell running that track. And as a side note, congratulations to him. His, uh, him and his wife are uh, pregnant with uh, a second baby, uh, which is great to hear. Um, but uh, so like, you've had some success there in, in Pilot Mound. Uh, if, if that's not your favorite, uh, I got to think that uh, either Grunthal or Altona is right up there for you. Yeah, like, um, like Gruntel's not a bad track, and I'm like, I like the jumps and everything. Just such a long drive for us to get there, especially out three hours pulling the camper and traveling there in Altona. It's a fun track. Just don't like the wind. No, nobody likes the wind, that's for sure. Um, but when it all really comes down to it, I think you you got to say that your very favorite track uh, to ride any day would be your own. Is am I correct? That is correct. For sure. And, uh, of course, or, uh, Sydney, Manitoba, not too far from Austin, Manitoba, where you're originally from, uh, was uh, home to uh, one of the gnarliest sand tracks uh, in basically motocross history. It was, uh, it's Even Roger DeCoster himself is uh, cataloged as, as saying that, that that track was extremely deep and that the sand was uh unlike anything else and uh, you've got something very similar uh at your track the, ma the majority of your track is is a uh, is a pretty deep sand uh tell us a little bit about uh, how you've built that track up and uh, how it's uh gotten to where it is today well when we moved out here we just after winter when we started working on it all by hand we just chopped out the trees and everything out by hand and and then and we finally got ourselves a nice um, tractor, and that start, started helping out the track. And after years later, we finally got a crawler, and and that's been, so far, been the best tool to help us build the track. And it's looking very good towards today. Excellent. And uh, you've got quite a stable full of uh, motorcycles to uh uh, assault that track it's uh your garage is full of bikes uh what all do you have in your in your garage there uh well we got bikes and lots of tools and and pretty much that's about it just tools and bikes well, what what kind of bikes do you got we got uh 
2003 uh, YZ250 and uh, 2000 RN250. And then the, the other beater bike is our uh, parts bike of a 97 RM125. 97 RM125. And uh, so, uh, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, uh, I gotta I gotta wonder why you ended up going from an 85 to a 252 stroke. Quite the jump, but uh, you handled it quite well. Why'd you uh, go straight to the 250? Well, like before, as I said, most of my favorite riders rode. Uh, 250s back in the day, and and I always wanted to ride a 250, and finally got my wish, and and slowly it finally happened. Absolute, and uh, your 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 bike was a little bit worse for wear, and uh, it's gotten a little bit of a makeover. But re recently, you did some work uh, to uh, make sure that it's in tip top shape. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you get into the garage and uh, uh, working on the bike there. Well, it's been close to three straight days um, working on the bike and cleaning her up, polishing her, taking it apart, polishing it again, and just want to keep that that beast there up in top shape for next season. And so all I got to do now is just change the top end, and she's ready to rip. Perfect. The Spitfire is ready to fire. Um, beautiful looking bike. Uh, you've had it for a number of years now. You're 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 super fast on it. I gotta say. Um, why the uh, the 2000 RM? Is that uh, is that a, why is it such a special bike to you? Well, it's the first 250 I ever rode, and uh, at, like I tried different 250s before, and this is this is just one bike I just love the feeling of, and there's it's got the like the most easiest clutch handle that I can use, and I just can't stay off of it. For sure, you spin lots of laps during the summertime, but uh, due to uh, some some neighbors of yours, you're having to ride on certain days. Uh, tell us a little bit about the restrictions on uh, your riding time, which uh, got to hold you back a little bit. Yeah, it's not fun there, but uh, yeah, we can only ride. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays for three hours on the track, which is better than no time at all, and mm -hmm. only allowed to have three riders on the track, but I guess for just to be polite about it so we don't cause any more issues. For sure, you got to play nice with the neighbors, that's for sure. Um, and uh, you've, you've done a lot of riding on that track and a lot of developing. It's good to hear that you've got a, a piece of machinery, which definitely helps uh, the development of the track. Uh, last year, when I was there, uh, the lap times were about a minute and 10, minute, maybe maybe 15. Uh, what what kind of lap time are you spinning now? Well, well for now, it's still about the same, but uh, after we now added the new section and added the new table there which is now close to 80 feet long there it's close to at least three and a half minutes long fair enough so um you you uh you watch a lot of the the races uh during the winter time um does that get you fired up to uh to go ride and and what are some of the, your favorite races to watch like is there one that you've watched more than once yeah, I watch usually like the 2010 uh, Unadilla race, and I watch a lot of the sand races from the Nationals, and and I just can't stop watching them. They're just, I just like every time I watch them, I just just fire up and just like, oh, I want to be out there so bad, just ripping with them. Yeah. 
So uh, if you were to ride any uh, American national track, if you could go to any American national track um, and, and ride with one rider, who would it be? It would definitely be uh, the, definitely the GOAT, Ricky Carmichael. Ricky Carmichael. That's your favorite. And, and where would you go? I would definitely go down all the way to Millville. All the way to Millville. Uh, have you ever been down to that track? Never. I've never been to the States ever in my life. Haven't been to the States. Well, I got to tell you, man, uh, um, I would definitely uh, make it a bucket list thing to head down to Millville and, and do the practice or the, uh, even if you don't race, you just do the, the practice on Thursday or, or come and uh, uh, race the amateur day on Friday. It's uh, it's something to do for sure. And uh, I think you, you'd love that that soil down there because uh, it's deep, it's sandy, it's it's got the mulch mixed in. And uh, yeah, I had the pleasure of watching Ricky Carmichael win his last race there. So uh, you got to definitely head down there. Yeah, it'd definitely be a fun trip for me to go down, especially with the family too, just Go out and have a family day and just go and rip some good old sand. Good old sand, absolutely. Um, so uh, uh, more often than not, you sign yourself up for uh, three classes a day, don't you? Yes, I do. That's quite a few races. Uh, six races throughout the day, including uh, the, the practice session in the morning. Uh, it's got to go through uh, some gas pretty easily, but uh, you seem to uh, have lots of fuel yourself to... Um, to, to take on those races, uh, and you actually have a bike that happens to uh, fit in all three classes, uh, riding with the uh, 250Fs, the the open class, obviously, everyone can ride in there, and uh, you ride with the 450s as well. Um, that's uh, that's quite the undertaking. Yeah, it's definitely tough there, especially if you don't know how to ride, especially in uh, mud there. Like, that's my biggest advantage is I always want to get them in the mud because yeah. what's this? Because sand skills definitely help me out in the mud. Yeah, sand specialists definitely uh, lick their chops when it comes to muddy conditions. Uh, of course, you're taking your very first win in some muddy conditions, and uh, you don't shy away from that stuff. And I think that's one of the things that uh, uh, I've always um, wanted to try and point out to to other riders when I when I see you riding, and uh, for other riders who kind of get down on themselves or down on the conditions, is uh, you never like that. You're always uh, pretty up and positive, and uh, regardless of what's happening on the track. Uh, you just go for it, which uh, which is a positive thing, and uh, I thought that's uh, the main reason why I wanted to acknowledge uh, your riding, especially last year when we did uh, the uh, the Heart and Soul Award. Um, but uh, so um, more often than not, you race the three classes. Uh, which class is your favorite one to ride in? Well, definitely so far the 450C because there's not a whole lot of riders, and and I'm usually like not the brake boat to the other riders, but usually I get the whole shot right off before they do. Fair enough. A better starter than most. Uh, definitely a, a great skill to have. I, I myself, not a strong starter. Uh, I think you, you might have pulled a few whole shots on me at, uh, at your track. Uh, fortunately, I was able to get around you before the, the checkered flag. But um, uh, So so 450C is your favorite. Um, great great class to be in. Uh, like you said, not a whole lot of riders, but uh, allows you to uh, uh, show off your starting skills and uh, grab the whole shot. Feels good for sure. Um, why the number 25? Uh, Got to ask why you run number 25 on your bike. Uh, that I just don't know. I just picked it out the, the second year of racing, and, yeah. and it's just been my good luck number ever since. 
For sure. And you have a, a sister who rides as well. You, actually, all, all three of your family uh, ride dirt bikes, but your sister races too. Courtney? Yes, that she does. She rides in number 96. Number 96 on the 03125. Uh, and you, you've spun some laps on her bike as well. Uh, do you uh, lend yourself better to the 125 or are you better on the 250? Well, this year we did lap time serve on both the 125 and 250. And so far I'm about the same speed as I am on both bikes. Fair enough. Uh, what what do you find challenging about the 125 where the 250 helps and vice versa as you're, uh, they both present their own challenges? Well, the 125, you got to shift a little bit more and you got to keep that thing pinned compared with the 250. I just, I can put that thing in second gear corner a lot better and I can jump way further than I do on the 125. Fair enough. Uh, definitely, uh, both bikes are in great condition, uh, and uh, especially your your 250. Uh, after just uh, right around this time last year, um, had kind of the idea that uh, we would uh, present you with an award at the awards banquet. And uh, so, tell us a little bit about the uh, Heart and Soul Award. Well, August is there for what everyone here and did for me. Like that, that was the biggest surprise I ever ever got like ever from anyone like it just shocked me when you guys brought the bike in for me and I was like just uh, just surprised absolutely uh, I'll tell you a little bit about how it all kind of came together uh, originally it was um, sort of one of my, kind of my idea I, rem I remember watching uh, at um, I think I basically decided at, uh, at Minnedosa when uh, your bike kind of quit on you and um, I think as, as well at uh, the same same year, we're talking not this last summer, but the summer before that at Altona, uh, you were having some bike issues. And uh, I just thought to myself, like, there's got to be a way to show you uh, how much we appreciated you at the track. Because like I said, you're a really positive guy and you've got a great outlook and you're, competitive, you're a great competitor and you're, you're really like uh, sportsmanship like for days and uh you're just a really positive rider and, and, and you, you never uh get down on yourself or get down on the conditions or anything you just ride and it's kind of you, you love motocross uh for the right reasons and i wanted to try and reward that and uh i know myself i i didn't have the the cash to just go out and uh like give you a brand new bike or or uh give you the the kind of bike that you have now but uh um of course, me, the salesman, uh, thought to myself that I could convince enough people that uh, this was a great cause and that you definitely deserve to have uh, that bike. And uh, so what I did is uh, I emailed uh, as many uh, motocross companies as I could and then put out a message to uh, a bunch of guys like Dave Rand and Paul Masaryk and uh, and. Roy Borton, and I gotta say, Roy Borton stepped up immediately. I don't think I had that email sent out for two minutes before I got a phone call from him. He said, "When can I get my hands on this kid's suspension? Like, I like tell me a little bit about him. Tell me like what does he need? Whatever he needs, he's got it. We'll we'll give him everything he needs uh, to make sure it's right." And uh, he loved the pro like the idea, and he he jumped on board immediately. As did Paul Masaryk. Masaryk was all over it. Paul jumped in, and he had re recently acquired the the company with Brendan from uh, Rob Godet. Of course, Image Plus became uh, New Image Graphics. Great place to go get uh, your graphics. Done. Done. And uh, basically, like I kind of went through as many 
different avenues as I could think of. Of course, Pat Hebert uh, from Hyberson Motorsports, him and I are great friends, and we uh, we tried to figure out a way we needed to commandeer your bike from you, Matt. And uh, that was the hardest part. Was uh, uh, we had to we had to fib a little bit and tell you that the bike wasn't running quite right, so uh, to that you would trust us to take it to TransCanada Motorsports for you, and uh, which we didn't. We uh, we took it to Pat's garage, and uh, a couple of days later, uh, we stripped that thing right down to the very frame, and uh, everything was all apart. Uh, we had the frame powder coated. Villain Rideco did all of the powder coating. Uh, they did your swing arm, your uh, your subframe, the frame, uh, your triple clamps, a bunch of other little hard parts and stuff like that. Um, Pat himself, he polished just about everything from your Kickstarter to uh, the covers on your brake reservoirs. It, it all got polished and it, it all looked looked great. Um, we got, um, and I, I myself, uh, it was my proudest thing, was that uh, I know that the pipe that you had on the bike was uh, pretty worse for wear. It, it looked like the original pipe. And uh, I got Donnie Emler Jr., uh, the son of the founder of FMF, to uh, email me back. I told them about you, Matt. I told them about the the heart that you ride with. I told them about how how much of a competitor you are and and how much you love motocross. And uh, he didn't hesitate to send us uh, a brand new gnarly pipe and silencer, uh, the shorty silencer that probably sounds amazing on that 250. Uh, of course, we got a. a a seat cover uh, made up specially for you, the black and the yellow. Um, and uh, from uh, that was Tech One Designs sent that. That's a Moto Seat seat cover uh, that Tech One Designs supplied for free. Uh, Capital More Sports gave a discount on the parts. They weren't able to uh, provide anything for free, but they did uh, supply us with uh, some some a discount. Uh, Millennium Millennium Technologies gave you a, like a full rebuild kit for a top end plus a bunch of oils and stuff like that. Headingly Sport Shop gave you the 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 chain the the grips no not the grips the the chain and sprockets. Yeah, I believe you have a gold chain and some uh, some tag sprockets on there and. Uh, they were uh, nice enough to supply those, and I just kept calling around, and eventually I got uh, all of your your stock OEM parts. You got to thank uh, the uh, Suzuki, or uh, yeah, Winnipeg Suzuki. They're uh, they're a car dealership, but they have the ability to get count, like, uh, Suzuki motocross parts in, and uh, they covered. $510 worth of a bill. Uh, and on top of all of that, Matt, uh, and on top of the fact that Pat just worked tirelessly on that bike, we spent two weeks uh, just everything you can think of from uh, like I spray painted your brake rotors, like the center of your brake rotors. I don't know if you noticed, but they're black. And we spray painted them black. I had to mask it all off so they would be black. And uh, went at your your brand new tires with a with a paint pen to make sure that they they looked factory for you. That was a that was that was a bit of a job for myself. Um, and then the night before the last race of the year in Pilot Mound, uh, I was able to go around from campfire to campfire. Uh, and this is a testament to uh, Manto Motocross in general and how much we love you, Matt. Uh, Manto Motocross. As a community, donated five hundred and or eight hundred and seventy dollars worth of just cash money to um, to to the cause and, and getting you some plastics. Of course, I got, can't forget um, Scott Harland. He he supplied you with a brand new clutch kit as well as. Um, 
and uh, the the plastics on the bike. I don't know who who covered the the bill on the plastics, but uh, I think that was actually Cameron Tool's dad. Uh, Mr. Tool covered the plastics, or whoever ended up covering the plastics. That was huge. And uh, tip to tail, uh, the bike was flawless. And uh, we uh, we rolled it up on stage and uh, had to uh, hide it from you. I was so lucky that uh, you didn't see it. I know you actually showed up early to the to the. Uh, to the event, the 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 awards banquet, and I had to send you for ice, if I remember correctly. I had to send you into town for ice so that we could uh, surprise you with the bike. And uh, couldn't have been happier to give you that bike, man. It's uh, um, that was that was something really special, and I hope that uh, I hope that that thing's a, a great bike for you for a long time because you deserve it. Yeah, well, I'm definitely gonna. Keep it maintained until, it, as I said, to the day that I, I can't ride. For sure, you just keep that bike running, and uh, when it's completely, when it's ready to send it off to pasture, you can shine it up and put it on your mantle or, or what, whatever you need to do with it. Because uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great motorcycle, and uh, you took it to a moto win this year, uh, the Spitfire uh, with a new look. Uh, I always loved that you had the Spitfire graphics on there. We did our best to kind of recreate that with a more uh, aggressive look. And uh, were you pretty happy with how it all? how it all ended up with like the colors that we picked and cause I never actually got to ask you about that. Is like, were you happy that we went with kind of like the, the, the black and blue and yellow? Oh yeah. It just turned out just perfect. Like it's yeah. pretty much almost what I wanted. Perfect. Well, that's, that's good, man. I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, we were able to help you out. And, um, yeah, I, I just wish you all the best, man. Like, uh, I'm sorry I wasn't able to come out to your track this year. Uh, just didn't work out that, uh, I, 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 uh, tore my MCL late in the year and, uh, didn't get too many rides in, uh, after the early port portion of August is, which is when you did most of your riding out, out at your track. Uh, cause I think you had some fun rides and, and whatnot, but, uh, definitely next year, uh, we'll have to come out on a Tuesday, Thursday or, um, yeah, can come out and spin some laps. Cause, uh, any, anyone who's, uh, fortunate enough to come ride at your tracks, blessed to do so. Cause, uh, you got quite the track out there, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, like there's, it's just more fun to ride than, and then, like, instead just sitting around doing nothing. Absolute. It's a great track, and it's uh, it's lots of fun. And I'm glad to see that you have fun doing it, man. Uh, won't keep you any longer. It's been 41 minutes on the phone already, and uh, we've only we've only been able to record. 30 minutes. Uh, but, uh, nevertheless, I really appreciate you, uh, taking some time to talk to me tonight and, uh, you, uh, get through the rest of this winter and we'll, uh, we'll see you at the track, uh, come springtime. Okay. Yeah. No problem there. Right on, man. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to the Big MX podcast brought to you by X brand goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content.